Welcome to Nine Points Started With A Dream Podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Yo, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host and always, Jacoby Gillum. This episode, we have Gregory Petty, pro volleyball player. And, you know, the question is, how do you bounce back from adversity, right? How do you overcome obstacles that most people will say, you're finished, you're done, give it up. Right? How do you bounce back from someone telling you have a large heart or a dislocated knee? How do you keep coming back and saying my story is not finished? And Gregory Petty's journey embodies that, you know, that I, I, that that never give up mentality. So hopefully through his story and his journey, it inspires you to keep going through your story. You know, to, to say that you have more to be written. You know, so hope you get inspired. Hope you listen to the journey and let's get to it. Well, Greg, the, well, the question I start with everyone comes on is when you were younger as an athlete, what was like your biggest term goal you wanted to achieve? Um, so I actually, I actually played like basketball and football, uh, as I'm sure you did when you were younger too. And like football was, I mean, the first one for sure. Like I was thinking, oh, NFL wide receiver or something like that. And then, uh, I ended up getting to high school. That didn't really work out just because, you know, my high school, we were ran, you know, options and didn't really pass the ball much. So I'm like, okay, well, this isn't going to go well. And then I was doing basketball as well. I was actually pretty good at that, playing a little bit AAU, but uh, unfortunately I had a coach that kind of drove me away from that one. I didn't really enjoy it as much as I did when I was, you know, growing up and playing. Um, and that was the next dream was obviously like NBA, like, all right, sweet. Like, uh, the, you know, I would have loved to have gone to Duke. Like that was the thing I was thinking about for that. Like, you know, cause my grandparents actually lived in North Carolina. So like Duke coach K was like, I was like thinking like, Oh yeah, like this could be amazing. Um, and then, you know, just kind of lost the drive for that. And then ended up just sticking with volleyball and my brother kind of got me into that. And then I was like, you know, we'll see what happens with this. And just kind of went on from there. When you have the dream, you know, if they, you know, NBA, you know, NFL, how did you think I'm going to make this happen when, when you were, when we were kind of thinking about that? Uh, I mean, uh, the, for the football stuff, I had no idea. Like I was still, I think I finally stopped playing football. I think when I was like 15 or 16. So, I mean, I was, you know, I, I didn't really understand all the hard work and stuff that goes into it. And then basketball was the one that I got a little bit better at and, um, I actually started doing a lot more like weight training actually through basketball. Um, I had a guy who was my AAU coach that I, you know, he was a personal trainer as well. He was actually an ex NFL, like third string guy, but like was working out with him all the time, did a lot of injury prevention stuff. So thankfully I didn't have too many major injuries when I was younger. I had one, you know, a few years ago now, but, um, so that was kind of the next process was, you know, getting into that mindset and like getting my body ready, because that's the biggest thing is the biggest jump is, you know, the physicality of people. And uh, I was this, you know, skinny little kid, like I was tall, I was always tall, but I was just, you know, just this little like stick basically. Um, and I got pushed around a lot, especially when I was playing football and basketball. And then finally I started to, you know, put some meat on my bones and that's when it kind of started to be like, ah, okay, like this could be something, you know, maybe we'll see what happens. And when you grow up? Oh, uh, like, uh, outside of Chicago, Downers Grove, Illinois was like, um, where I grew, where I grew up, like Naperville area. If people know where that's at never. So suburbs of Chicago. So, so I know like volleyball is one of those sports where you kind of like have to really kind of get in, in the culture, kind of get in the mix. So when the, so it was more of a lot, like your brother, you told your brother playing like, ah, oh, I want to get this shot. 
Yeah. So I actually, I think my first time actually really playing volleyball was probably when I was 15. Uh, I played, you know, middle school as you know, everybody in, that's an athlete in middle school does every single sport they can because they want to do everything. Um, and then I started doing travel, like um, finally, I think it was like 15 after my freshman year of high school. I went for the summer just to try out for a team and I got invited at sports performance um, was the club out of Aurora. And, um, you know, I got invited to go to the nat with the national, like the national team that was going, that they had, that was going to, you know, junior nationals that we had. Um, and I ended up going. And then after that, I just kept going on from there. Cause my brother had actually played a sports performance before he was on the 18th team at the time when he was a senior in high school. Um, and then after that, I just kind of continued to play and started playing travel and everything else. So that was, you know, 15, 16 was around the time that I really was like, Oh, okay. Like this is something I could probably do. So we were actually the same position at first. Uh, well, we kind of had the same like path, which was kind of funny. We both played middle at first. Um, and then we both transitioned to outside hitter, which is what, you know, I play now, um, which is just kind of funny. We just kind of naturally did it as we got better, you know, as a more all around player and whatever else. And it just kind of happened naturally. So it almost kind of like a kind of bond to it's like a family a little bit. Yeah, no, we, we always had that, you know, like competitiveness. Um, I mean, it was more so when we were younger, uh, as football for sure was the main thing. And then obviously as it got, you know, on farther, then it became the volleyball thing. And actually we went to the same university for volleyball, uh, for, and we played together for two years. Um, so that was actually a really cool experience. You know, you don't get to play often with your brother, you know, especially on the same university and whatever else. And I, as a freshman, I actually ended up starting, I was, you know, lucky enough that I was in that position to be able to do so. So I started along with him and we actually had a really, I think it was the first time that our team had gotten back to the final four for 10 years or something like that was my freshman year. And, you know, he was a, my brother was a big part of that. So it was a really cool experience, especially, you know, playing together in that. So when it came to choosing college, was it kind of was him being there like a big, I guess, reason for you choosing what it was Lewis, Lewis and Clark, correct? Uh, no, just Lewis, it's Lewis really University. Outside of, yeah. But no, it was, uh, uh, I mean, it definitely kind of, you know, pulled me a little bit more. Um, but the big thing for me was, um, I mean, not many people know also about men's volleyball for like NCAA is D1 and D2 are combined because there's not, you know, too many, I think there's maybe now, I think there's like 70 D1 and D2 programs. So Lewis is technically D2 for everything except for men's volleyball. So we played in the same conferences like Ohio state and stuff like that. Um, so the big thing for me actually was I was looking for um, a school to do like engineering or physics or something along those lines. And a lot of the schools that had shown some interest in me didn't have them. And thankfully, Lewis actually had a really good science program. Um, and I ended up, you know, talking with the professors worked out really well. And then the coach also, um, you know, was going to stay there for forever because he's still there. Actually. Um, he uh, runs the men's program and his wife is actually the coach of the women's program. And they're both very successful. And so they've kind of got their own little dynasty going on. Um, so really everything just kind of clicked into the right spots. So it was just a really good fit in general, like volleyball wise and school wise. A definition of, of student athlete right there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I'm 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 actually still doing school right now. I'm doing my master's online actually, um, while I'm still playing over here. So still still kind of studying a little bit. What what's your master gonna be focused on? Uh my master's is in data science with a concentration in computer science. So that's yeah, I got the you know, the math and science stuff is is etched into my brain for sure. So 
Oh, that's awesome. So, so while you're at Lewis, at what point did it become like, I want to go pro? Or I go, or uh, I mean, I, I really kind of figured it out a lot more, actually, probably in my freshman year. Um, you know, I thought it was always a possibility because I had heard about some guys going overseas and everything else, because obviously the U.S. doesn't really have, you know, a pro indoor league. We have the AVP for outdoor and beach and stuff. But I found out from, you know, other guys that like, hey, yeah, there's stuff overseas and whatever else. And then I got exposed to, to it a little bit because I actually got some of the uh, junior and youth national team stuff when I was a uh, think freshman and sophomore in college. So, you know, I got exposed to that stuff a little bit more and that was probably around the time that I figured it out. And like my brother actually played for a year or two overseas as well. So, you know, another thing, kind of the little brother following an older brother's footsteps a little bit on it. Um, but you know, it just kind of became a thing that I didn't really think about too much. And then once I finally got to my senior year, it was like, Hey, I want to do this, you know, let's see what happens. And that was like, I had a, had an inkling that I could do it, but yeah, it was really senior year that I was like, all right, like, let's do this. Let's make it happen. So during this whole time, you know, from high school to college, how was your mindset? What, what was it more of like, I guess, like what, what drove you to keep wanting to get better or you know, keep wanting to chase this dream? Uh, I mean, honestly, it kind of goes back to that uh, basketball coach and some other people, you know, coaches or like people that I met when I was younger. And it's like, Oh, like, you know, what are you actually going to do with that sport or like, how is this going to go? So it's kind of like, almost like, you know, proving people wrong. Like I've always had that kind of, you know, aggressive mentality, I guess, in that aspect, like I'm really self-driven and self-motivated, which is, you know, it's a really, really good thing for me. And I will be honest, I, that got instilled into me by my parents, which is a great thing. I will be forever grateful for them for that one. Um, and, you know, I've always, even like when I'm home now in the summer, like, even if I don't play as much, like I'm going to the gym every single day, lifting, you know, trying to better myself in some way to help me, you know, just kind of keep moving on and uh, avoid injuries also. That's the other thing too. Um, but yeah, just kind of that mindset of, you know, prove other people wrong and, you know, prove to myself also that like, Hey, this is where I need, where I belong to be. So you're in the pro journey, right? So well, so when you signed up for um, we did the, the interview of this the slot, you had you know I asked the question is like you know um, if you can write a, write, a, write a name for your story, well, what would you say? And you said I want to make I may, may, may butcher this, but it was like when it almost came to an end. Yeah. So um, I mean, there were a few times actually I had some really weird like medical scare when I was like 15. Um, you know, there was a lot of, around the time when I was 15 in high school, uh, there was a lot of, or I think there was like three or four kids in Illinois, actually, that were football players that had, you know, random heart issues uh, and passed out and died like on the football field and training for the summer. And there was a huge, huge deal in Illinois at that time for getting EKGs for high school kids and everything else. So, you know, um, my high school actually was one of the schools that was providing them for all the athletes and even just, you know, normal kids, whatever else that wanted to do it. So I ended up doing it and it was like a freak thing that like something popped up on it. And like immediately, like, you know, 15 year old kid, like something pops up on a heart scan. It's like, uh, like, what am I going to do? Like, can I still play sports? Cause like, you know, sports were a big part of my life at that time. Cause I was playing everything I could. And, thankfully um turned out to be nothing too big like i actually have an enlarged right ventricle so basically it just means that like you know the right side of my heart is uh, a little bit larger and thicker than it's supposed to be 
but thankfully the heart is like thick enough to support it. So it's not a big deal at all, actually. Um, so that was a big thing that I was like, when I was younger, it's like, holy crap, like what's going to go on. And then, uh, I mean, the second time was, uh, it almost kind of came to a halt like four, I think it was four years ago now when I had, uh, a really bad injury, um, first year and or first match, um, when I was in France, uh, freak accident landed on one leg, you know, in a decent situation, but I've landed, you know, in more awkward spots before. And I ended up uh, dislocating my leg at the knee. So I tore my ACL and MCL and meniscus all at once. Um, and, you know, the doctor of the team actually, but this was before I got the MRI. He was almost like saying that, like, he's like, look, I don't know how bad this is going to be. But he was basically telling me that he would be surprised if I didn't tear everything just because of how, you know, serious it looked and everything. So that was another thing. It's like, holy crap. Like I was a little bit freaked out at first. Like, thankfully, you know, I was a bit older. I was like 20, you know, it's 23 or 22 when it happened or something like that. So I'm like, you know, this is something that it's going to be serious no matter what. And, you know, I had the same thing as you were saying, you had the ACL. So I was like, you know, the ACL was the major one, thankfully. And it was only the ACL because they thought it might be PCL and LCL and, you know, all the other CLs that are in there. Um, so thankfully it was just, you know, that was the main thing. Um, I ended up going back to the U S to get everything done just because, you know, it was easier to be with family and whatever else. Um, you know, it was great though, because the team supported me big time with whatever I wanted to do. They helped set everything up. So it was, you know, actually a really good situation with that. And then uh, I think I was actually cleared as you were about six months afterwards. So I was actually good to go pretty much, but I knew, you know, it was going to be another three months at least until I really got back to where I was. So, and you know, the first thing I got from like questions from a lot of people was like, are you still going to play? Like, what's the plan? And like, as soon as I found out, you know, exactly what happened. And then like probably about a week afterwards, I like really kind of like sat down thought to myself, like, well, what am I going to do now? And, you know, I thought about it. I'm like, you know, I'm not stopping. I'm going to keep going. You know, there's no doubt in my mind that I'm just going to, you know, push back and get back to where I was because it was really unfortunate. Cause like in my career, like I was just like going up like this and it was like a really steep, you know, incline that I was just moving up at. And then all of a sudden I just like, completely stopped with the injury. So I'm just like, you know what? No, I'm going to keep going, get back to where I want to be. Man, I felt that in my knee when he said it, because I know like that. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like you're in limbo a little bit because you're like, like, like what next? Yeah. yeah. So, so I know from like my journey with the ACL, you know, like there, there were days that I was really pumped to get back. And there was those days when, it was rough. It was harder than others. So on those days when it was harder than others, how did you just keep that vision in mind that I want to get back or like what helped you in self-motivation or what was, uh, I mean, it was, it was self-motivation, but it was also, I had a lot of friends and family that, you know, wanted to see me come back. Like, honestly, my manager, um, the Italian lady, uh, Chiara Castagnetti, she's, uh, you know, she's a friend of mine also, but she's been a big, uh, manager for me and she's been awesome with so many things. And she was one of the people who like, I think probably every, like once a month, at least she would send me this long message of like, Hey, I can't wait to see you back on the court and all this stuff. Like she was always checking in. Um, you know, there was no doubt in her mind. And, uh, that was another one that helped out for sure. Obviously my brother, um, you know, he was held there, pushed me along too. And I think the biggest also, uh, my, uh, 
physio that I was doing my rehab stuff with in the US. His name is Greg Heaton. And he was awesome with everything that I was doing. And he was another one that he was actually really happy to have me because, you know, with a lot of, uh, he worked for Athletico, I think it was. And, you know, with a lot of people that go into those places, like workers comp things and whatever else. And he was like, oh my gosh, like yeah, I have a pro athlete, like this is awesome. Like, I love having you in here because you do all the stuff that you want to do. Like you push yourself. Like, I love that. And like, even he saw that some days, like I was having a rough time. Cause I mean, I don't know if you had this, but for me, did you have the patella graft when you did the ACL as well? Or yeah. Yeah. Patella yeah. 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 So for me, the biggest thing, because like when we, for volleyball approach, like it's a big, big plant on the left leg and you know, cause your left legs in front and that was the leg that I did it to. And, uh, I think it was like four months when I started to try and do like approach jumps and everything else. And like right around four months for like a week, I was in so much pain trying to do that jump because, you know, the patella was still healing and like getting back. And it was just like, but, you know, as I said, my, my physio that was there with me, Greg, he was, you know, helping me out. He modified some things, whatever else he did, whatever he could to help out. And like, you know, when I went home then, you know, I was staying with my parents at the time because it was just easier. You know, everyone was really like, Hey, take your time. We know you're going to get back. Just don't hurt yourself, but push yourself. You know, it's one of those things where it's like that middle ground. You have to like push yourself, but you don't want to go too far because then you might hurt yourself again. So then like, you can't do anything. And it's like, ah, crap. But yeah. So, I mean, uh, it was a lot of self motivation for sure. But I mean, I had so much support around me, like friends and family, even like other volleyball players that I knew, um, like a bunch of girls that I know that are playing overseas and guys and former teammates, you know, everybody would, you know, check in on me every once in a while because they wanted to see that I was doing well. So I was left leg too. And I remember like the, 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 the worst, the worst drill was like the towel and like sliding your, your knee up and kind of get that, that early bend. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I know. So many stability things and everything else. And yeah, it was, uh, you know, I mean, it, it works. It works now, obviously. It worked, but it's just at the time. <laughs> Nine months, you were back overseas, ready, ready to go? Or was it more of a little bit longer? Uh, it was a little bit longer. So I actually, um, I had gotten an offer from a team in Paris um, that year after, um, but it was kind of a whole process. Like, I didn't feel like I was ready. So I kind of told them at first, like, hey, I don't think I'm ready. Like, I'm, I don't think I'm where I want to be. And I think I would kind of, you know, let them down if I had actually gone uh, right away. But then they actually ended up uh, kind of changing some things around because they had a guy originally that, who got injured over the summer. Um, so they knew that I was still recovering and they wanted somebody to help them, you know, go back up to pro A though, because they were dropped in on the pro B that year. And so I talked to the coach and he said, you know, hey, we're not worried about the first half of the season. So it'll still give you another like two, three months to really like, you know, train and rehab and get back to really where you want to be. We want you for the second half. And, you know, then I was like, okay, if that's what you guys want, like, that's perfect for me because that's, you know, I was, I was talking with the assistant national team coach at the time. um, And I was planning on going to California then for a couple months to train until I, you know, got a contract. But then since, you know, this one, the, with Paris, it set up pretty much perfectly, and I didn't have to worry about looking for a team then after. So it was a it was a really good situation that just like kind of fell into my lap. 
thankfully. And in Paris too, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Like you can't complain about being in Paris. So, uh, and I mean, it, we had a really successful season. And the great thing too, honestly, there when I went there, the physio that I had there was, you know, the first two months that I was there, he was in the, like the weight room with me, training with me, and like doing stuff with me, and not just like telling me what to do. Like he was doing it with me. He's like, hey, like we're gonna push this, and we're gonna get you back. So it was, it was a really good thing. So, so recently, like, um, like no, you own football, football, basketball here in the, in the NBA right now, but like, but like Clay Thompson just, just, just came back from his injury, right? Yeah. yeah. I watched the video, like how, you know, like his reaction, like the crowd reaction, the teammates reaction when he made, you know, that, that game back. But for you, what, what was that first match back like, or that, that moment of just, you know, placing your shoes up again, you know, like, what was that? Well, so it was the, it was a really weird thing for me because the other part of my whole thing um, with my injury was that actually um, the year before, like the year of my injury, I was playing in a team called Ren from Ren, France, and we were actually playing against Paris in the first match of the season. So, and it was at Paris. So basically the gym that I got injured in was now my training gym. So it was kind of like the first day I walk in, I'm like, ah, okay, this is exactly where I got injured. Like, this is exactly what happened. So it's kind of like a holy crap moment. Like, it's like, oh, geez, like take a second and go. But I mean, once it started training and like the great thing also about being there was that all the guys, I think two or three of the guys actually had done something to their knee as well before. So like they all understood, they knew exactly where I was coming from and like, it just, as I said, it couldn't have been a more perfect situation, but like, man, yeah, getting back into the gym and like really kind of placing it up and getting going and like feeling like myself again, I think it was probably about, um, I want to say it was probably about 10 months after the injury. Cause I got actually October 15th was with the date that I got injured. Cause I still remember these. I'm sure you probably remember some of them too, but October 23rd. Yeah. 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 So October 15th was, uh, my injury. And then actually I got, uh, surgery on November, I think it was 21st or something like that. It was like three days before Thanksgiving, which is the weird thing. Cause then Thanksgiving for me was, you know, a strange one, but that's okay. Um, but then, you know, I think it was probably about December, like the year after that I got injured was when I was like, really like back, like, Oh, Hey, like I'm ready to go. And that was a really nice feeling. Cause then, you know, I didn't really play much before I played, you know, sporadically the coach kind of put me in just to, you know, get me going and whatever else. Cause it was, you know, it was part of the deal that we talked about, like we knew it was going to happen. Um, and I think it was about December when I felt like good volleyball wise and physically. So like, you know, the main thing was the volleyball wise, cause I wasn't really able to play much, but once I got back into it around December and it was just like, man, it was such a nice feeling to be back to like, just be like, Hey, I don't have to worry about anything. Like I don't have this little head or like little voice in the back of my head. Like, Hey, be careful on this. Like I just went and like, it would just became, you know, natural again. And it wasn't something like, I wasn't thinking about like, Hey, you just got injured. Like you gotta be careful. Like it was just go. They're like back to who, who Greg was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it was just, it was such a nice thing. Cause then I'm like going, I remember one of the matches I was going into and I like, there was a kind of an awkward situation where I was going to attack a ball like didn't think twice just went and go and then i landed and got the kill and i was like oh okay this is this is nice <laughs> i like how this feels again <laughs> so i thought of like you know the injury comeback 
right? What what were your like your goal that you're that you that you're either what what you're trying to aim back then or trying to aim, kind of earn, kind of beat now? Uh, I mean, obviously, I think the number one thing uh, that's a big goal still, kind of, but I, it's starting to kind of get a little bit smaller now, just because as I'm getting older, is Olympic team. I mean, that's a thing that obviously I'm still going to shoot for no matter what, you know, because that's who doesn't want to have, you know, the three letters of USA that's from the, or like, you know, any country who doesn't want to have their country, you know, represent their country doing a sport that they love. Um, so that's a big one for sure. Um, I'd have to say though, probably the top one for me right now is probably um, just to keep improving and get into one of the top like three or four leagues in the world for volleyball. Um, you know, uh, the top three, I guess I would probably say are like Italy, Poland, and Russia are the top three. And then like France is also another good one. That's like, just not even like below them, but you know, it's just like right there too. Um, you know, that's, that's one of the goals. And it's like, uh, I just want to get there too. Cause you know, the competition, like I love competing, man. Like I love like, Hey, this guy on the other side of the net is supposed to be better than me, but like, I'm going to prove that I'm better than him. And it's, you know, just one of those things. So that's, that's for sure a big, a big goal of mine, I'd say. Out your drive, man. Yeah. That's like, who's, who's the guy I got to, you know, line up against and go. And it's just, I don't know. It's just always kind of how I thought about stuff. And like, I always just want to be, cause I always think about it too. It's like, if I'm better than the person that's in front of me, then my team's going to be successful. That's how I kind of look at it too. If we're, you know, if you're talking to either the, the, the youth, Greg, or maybe or an or an athlete, you know, back home that that's you know, like you, right? They have a big dream and ambition. What advice would you give them? You know, just about anything, really. Um, I mean, I think the one thing for me, obviously, that it's like kind of a, 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 but it's kind of like a cliche one, I guess. But it's like never give up. I mean, you really have to push yourself. I mean, you'll have people that'll help you or, you know, some people might not help you along the way. You may have, you know, good coaches or bad coaches, but in the, at the end of the day, it comes down to what you do and what you do to better yourself. And I think one of the things I wish I actually took a little bit more seriously for sure when I was younger was uh, like um, weights and training and uh, my diet. You know, I, man, I mean, everybody in college, I'm sure, as you know, like you don't eat, you know, you just eat whatever you're like, oh yeah, I'm a college athlete. Like I can just eat whatever, you know, bag of Skittles here for lunch, you know, all this stuff. So, um, cause I think, yeah, I, I mean, when I graduated college, I was still pretty skinny and whatever else. And then, uh, my first year overseas, I kind of like, I was in Finland. I kind of, you know, started taking, you know, weightlifting and my diet a little bit, you know, more serious. And then I think I, if I remember it, I put on like 15 to 20 pounds of muscle. I started jumping higher and like everything else. And like, it was just so much better. And I think that's, you know, just those little things that you don't really think about, but end up, you know, making such a big difference for you later on. So uh, in terms of that, was it more of getting, you got more coaching on it or were the more kind of just, you kind of just searching the internet kind of just curious about, you know, what have you feel, feel kind of feel my body or how did that turn out? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, I mean, I definitely got better at cooking because you kind of have to. It's overseas. You know, you're on your own. You're not, you know, my mom and dad aren't there or whatever else. But I, I mean, it, I also had a few friends or whatever else that I'd reach out to um, who did some nutritionist stuff and whatever else. But, you know, it's a lot of, you know, chicken, veggies, fish, you know, all that stuff. I generally try to eat pretty well anyways. But like one of the things I've cut out a lot now is sugar. I don't really have much sugar unless it's like, you know, natural sugar from fruits and stuff like that. But, you know, like 
chocolate or gummy bears or whatever else. Like I don't really have as much anymore because I, the other thing too now is like, since I kind of cut that out, if I have like too much of it at once, I like feel sick. So my body's like kind of trained now, like, Hey, if you, if you start to feel bad, it's too much. So. Dang. See, I'll eat enough for you then, man. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm heavy on the gummy bears, not cheetos, man. It's, <laughs> See, I, I, I love gummy bears too. That's the only problem. It's like, it's so hard not to, but yeah, it's, I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll, I'll eat for you. So don't worry. I got you. I'll, I'll <laughs> I appreciate be, it. I appreciate I'll it. Be a team player. <laughs> <laughs> I guess as we look into, quick question for you, so I look into the next year, this, this new year. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so what, what's next for you guys as you know, 2022 now just began, we just began. So what's next for you? I mean, right now, uh, just, you know, still just making on the grind pretty much, uh, nothing too much is changing. Obviously, uh, we have the challenge cupping as a team here, which is a really, uh, really big thing for, you know, us as a team and, you know, as players as well, cause it's a good thing for exposure. Um, and we actually have the next match for that on Wednesday. Um, so that's going to be a, a pretty key one for us. Um, and we lost in four sets the other day. So basically we have to win at home now in three or four, and then we'll have like a golden set, which, you know, one set to 15 to see who moves on. And then we'd be in the quarterfinals of challenge cup, which would be big. Um, you know, and then we just have the normal matches, whatever else, but you know, the main thing for me personally is like, you know, trying to stay healthy, you know, still avoiding the contact because I don't really want to get sick with it. Although I think I may have already had it in Germany a while ago. I don't even know for sure because, you know, it was kind of before the whole, you know, real pandemic kind of started. Um, but, you know, obviously it's, you know, yeah, stay strong, healthy, um, you know, keep my studies going as well. That's the other thing too for me. Um, but I wouldn't say too much has changed right now. Uh, I, I'm not really a big person on like resolutions and stuff. I kind of, you know, just, go with the flow a little bit, but like, you know, cause you know, things change all the time and, um, you know, I'm just trying to make sure all my family and everything's safe too. And, uh, everyone in my family is good. So that's another, it's positive. So, you know, just trying to stay, stay on that path. Good deal, man. Good deal. And then I guess the last question for you, social media, anything where you at, people can go follow you on more about, about your journey. Uh, I mean, I have my Instagram, uh, it's, uh, Gregory petty nine, or it might be Gregory underscore petty nine. I think I, I don't remember, but I'm pretty easy to find on there. And, uh, no, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the main one that I post on. I probably should do a little bit more social media stuff and post a bit more, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I post every once in a while, uh, on there and uh, yeah, I definitely appreciate the follow if anybody's interested too. And if they want to hear a little bit more, my DMS are open on there too. So I can answer any questions. Sure. And I realize that too, man. It's like volleyball athletes aren't tweeting. Like, like, like I, I do these graphics, you know, that it's like, you know, like it's like the athlete pictures and, and their tweets. I'm like, yeah. if I anybody plays volleyball, it's tweeting. Like, hey. Yeah, I, I had a Twitter, I think, when I was in college for maybe a couple of months. And I'm just like, you know, I just don't really, uh, I just don't really post that much on it. So I'm like, you know, I got rid of it. <laughs> Y'all are low key. I feel like yeah. volleyball players are just low key. Like, hey, we're going to go play. We're going to, live abroad and do our, do our thing well and we're all we're all pretty i'd say we're all a pretty tight-knit community like too like every uh, not everybody knows everybody but you know a lot of people know a lot of people and it's uh yeah everybody likes to help each other out too though so that's the other thing like 
if we can't find you on some social media thing, somebody will know where you are. So it's like, it, it, there's so many ways of contact nowadays too, especially like how we're talking, you know, through zoom and everything. So it's, we are, we are pretty low key, I guess we'll say. <laughs> all, all about who you know, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> awesome, man. And I guess the real, the real question for you. All right. How do I get a Gregory Petty Jersey? How can I make that happen? Uh, tell you what, no, I mean, no, I, I have a few actually uh, old, uh, I mean, wh- which one would you want? I have a few USA jerseys. I have a few uh, yeah. overseas jerseys. They're all at my parents' house at home. Ooh. I have a whole closet full of just jerseys from stuff. So uh, a USA jersey sounds pretty, pretty dope. The, the head to hang up. That would be dope. Uh, yeah, I can, I can work something out for you for sure. I won't be able to sign it right now because it's, you know, I'm not there, but when we be back in the, in the States? Uh, I think probably end of April, beginning of May. Yeah, I can wait. Okay, I can do that because then I can send it personally because if you want me to be honest, I don't know how my parents would be able to figure out sending packages because they, they're always struggling on that stuff. <laughs> yeah, no worry. And, 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 and if you have an address, whatever, send me an address. No, I want to send you like some, some nine-point merch, man. Yeah, for sure. I, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and really being authentic about you know, the realness about your journey and the, you know, the, the, the injury and how, how you kept saying, I'm going to bounce back from this. You know, my, my story is not stopping because of this, this setback. So props to you, my man. Thanks. And uh, no, I, I have to say, I appreciate what you're doing too, man. It's, it's a big step. And um, I mean, I love the, the, the thought behind it and everything else. And, you know, it's for the athletes that like are still really good athletes, but maybe not like the big, big name people. And, you know, I love what you're doing. So I have to say, keep it up and keep up the good work. I appreciate you. Hey, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy Spain. You know, thank you. Awesome. Appreciate you, Greg. All right. Take care, man. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With A Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.